0: I think I can sum up the show for you with one word,
1: nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis.
0: He's the whiz, and nobody beats him.
1: This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insider's Wrestling Network.
0: Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 83, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many poor wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's Wrestling Podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have be here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus for the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the Kingpin of the Casino, Brian Malonis.
1: What's going on, Mike?
0: how you living how'd you do today you went uh to mohegan sun correct
1: (laughs) well let's just say i'm sitting here shirtless
0: oh my goodness sexy sexy didn't do too well huh
1: i did not no no i did not
0: well it's lovely to finally speak to you brian i know we had some issues with getting together this weekend
1: yeah well you know you need your rest
0: I so I will take I will take the blame for that one, as usual.
1: You're very uh, busy with the one thing you have going on in your life.
0: Thank you very much. Yes, I am, <laughs> uh, and you're very busy too, Kingpin. Before we get into anything else, we talked. Uh, we watched Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about Royal Rumble. We watched Survivor Series. We're going to talk about that, but. Uh, you're busy you were in ring of honor recently and your match finally went up on youtube future of honor friday this past friday your match with the singing sensation howie timbershay was featured on the ring of honor youtube channel is this correct
1: that's correct
0: and how'd you feel about it when you watched it back
1: uh you know felt pretty good i kicked his ass mike (laughs)
0: You sure did. Um,
1: (laughs) By the way, I sound like horse shit. I I have a cold and I'm miserable. And uh, so uh, I'm sure I sound all uh, congested and nasally right now.
0: Well, I I thought you sounded a little, uh, it was like a little Barry White. You know what I mean? (laughs) I thought you were laying on the sex appeal there. I liked it.
1: (laughs) Trying, buddy.
0: All right. Well, uh, speaking of sex appeal, after you hit a certain spot during this match on uh, Future of Honor, you made the comment saying, I got a big butt. (laughs) I caught that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do.
0: (laughs) You want to make sure you acknowledge that with the people. Yeah.
1: yeah, I make eye contact with uh, the fella in the crowd who was who was quite pleased with what I was doing. And that's what I said. I got a big butt. (laughs) <laughs> you
0: sure do. Uh so you did get you did get the big victory there in Philadelphia. Of course you got even some kingpin clap claps in the match, which is uh must have felt good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean Philly Philly dug me, Mike. I was very pleasantly surprised by that.
0: So yeah, you hit um, you hit Playboy's finish and you won the match. <laughs>
1: No, I did not hit the Playboy's finish. You'd have to win a match to have a finish. (laughs)
0: Oh, I see. You only won the matches when you were his tag team partner, right? Correct. There you go. Former tag team champions, the Playboy and the Kingpin of chaotic wrestling. Uh, But you come up with the victory, Ring of Honor, and hopefully we'll see more from the Kingpin in the rings of ROH. What do you think?
1: We'll see. We'll see. I always say it, you know... confident that I'll I'll be back there at some point. Uh I can't tell you when right now, but uh you know, I I think I'll be back there.
0: All right. Well we'll look forward to it. And of course you can check out the Future of Honor Friday match against the singing Sensation that is up on the Ring of Honor YouTube channel. It has been tweeted out by the Kingpin himself and retweeted by the at the WPAN Twitter handle. So you can find that. Check it out. Check out the Kingpin in action. And uh, also, I want to make sure you also check out our Thursday podcasts. We do one every Thursday on BDA Radio. I really, th- I'm really enjoying uh, talking about the best of things, the worst of things, our favorite stuff, our least favorite stuff. It happens every Thursday on our original feed, the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed for BDA Radio. A lot of fun on those podcasts. I really hope more people will come and check them out. So if you're listening right. Now on the NAI Wrestling Network, please check out the Thursday episodes on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. You will really, I think, enjoy it. You do you co-sign that?
1: I do, Mike. I, I full, uh, you know, I give it my full uh, endorsement.
0: And I think this week we'll be talking about NXT Takeover War Games. So check that out this upcoming Thursday, actually Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, we'll be talking about. We we're gonna before the turkey. We're going to get together and talk about NXT TakeOver. What do you say?
1: (laughs) Sounds good, buddy. I'll have to watch it first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you a little time to do that. Uh, Well, today, (laughs) speaking of Thanksgiving, today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, we give thanks to you, the listeners, with a very special treat. So stay tuned for that. Plus, your promo about nothing coming up and a whole lot more. But first... Yes, Sunday evening was the Survivor Series 2017. Teams of five striving to survive and so much more from Houston, Texas. And I know you were making your way back from Connecticut to watch the show. Did you get to see the whole thing?
1: I did not, Mike. I came in towards the end of the Women's Survivor Series match.
0: All right. Well, I'll try to fill you in. you have to
1: catch me up here. you have to bring me up to speed.
0: I will. I'll do just that. Well, the pre-show... I mean, you watch the pre-show, a pre-show at, for a change? No. <laughs> 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 it started at 5 p.m. for crying out loud. I, I was really unaware that this is a 7 p.m. start for this show. Uh, I guess maybe I should have uh, paid a little closer attention watching Raw and SmackDown Did they have week. an
1: empty arena match like they did? I think it was like at SummerSlam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I am told for the Elias Matt Hardy match. It was, uh, yeah, in front of dozens of WWE fans. And Elias defeated Matt Hardy. And then Enzo defeated Kalisto to retain the Cru- Cruiserweight Championship. And I came in as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were wrestling Brizongo. And Owens and Zayn got the win in that one, leading into the main show, which opened, surprisingly, with The New Day versus The Shield. The actual first full reunion of The Shield. Uh, actually, I think they did do something this past Monday on Raw, but their pay-per-view return of of look Seth look Rollins.
1: Changing your narrative real quick there. <laughs>
0: well, they got to cover my ass there. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns together again. And it was a six-man tag team match. And before this match got underway, we were introduced to the five commentators for this evening's festivities. Holy Christ.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit of a a mess, uh, the commentary throughout the pay-per-view, at least least from when I came in.
0: I thought they did a decent job uh, considering that there's five people looking to get their word in it wasn't a constant stream of people talking over each other there's a few occasions where that took place but they did okay for the most part but still it's just way too much to just way too many voices coming at you i don't understand why they have to do this but They do it. It's Raw versus SmackDown, and they were all very psyched up for their respective brands to come out on top this evening. But uh, anyway, The Shield reunited the New Day, uh, looking to spoil the big reunion, and The Shield overpowered the New Day at the beginning until Big E was in there, and he takes down Roman Reigns and says, suck on that, sucker. (laughs) So that was kind of fun. There are kind of uh, mixed reactions of both sides for these teas, don't you think? Oh, you weren't listening. you weren't here?
1: No, no, I didn't see this at all. So I I, I have no clue, Mike.
0: Okay, so I'll just say they are mixed reactions from both sides. So that's uh that's what I'm saying. Uh, so thirty minutes into the show with this the show uh. This match was a lot, lot of long matches. A lot of long matches on the show. Of course, the show, uh, what is it? Five hours long? Four hours long? Four hours? Long show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a long show. I was a little worried uh, that this was going to be a uh, you know a overrun, and pleasantly surprised that it's not. I'm I'm, I'm very happy that it's just crossed eleven o'clock and we're already talking. So.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank goodness. Well. Uh, Booker T got in his first Houston we have a problem reference early on in this match. <laughs> so thank God he was able to get through all the four the commentators to get that line in. So uh, this matchup, I mean, it's a lot of good action in this thing. Uh, at one point, they did the a big ending. Uh, you know, uh, Big E had him up for the big ending, and both Woods and Kofi came off the top rope to do the double midnight hour, which I guess is the term for the finisher when kofi comes off and uh spikes the big ending so there me see a double midnight hour and roman hit a spear on kingston as he got up which ended up breaking up that pinfall attempt and i was thinking about this kofi kingston still like fresh as part of the new day and how long has he been in like 11 years been with the company
1: yeah pr- probably approaching that at this point
0: much longer than anyone else in this match which kind of weird yeah
1: crazy huh? he's one of the veterans of the locker room there
0: yeah and you don't, you don't think it is but i mean he still looks like a young guy i mean just amazing that he's still in well, the thick of things every,
1: everybody looks like young to you mike
0: <laughs> i guess so well the finish of this was a, a triple power bomb but it was off the middle rope uh roman was sitting on the middle rope and dean and seth joined him on the middle rope got kofi up Triple Power Bomb off the ropes, one, two, three. The Shield wins the match, so the opener goes to Raw, which they made sure throughout the evening to really harp on the fact that it's Raw versus SmackDown, and Raw gets one up on SmackDown to start the night. So from there, it was the women's five-on-five match. This is where you showed up and started tuning in. Kingpin. It was Team SmackDown of Becky Lynch, Carmella, Natalia, Tamina. Who's accompanied by Lana and Naomi versus Team Raw, which is Alicia Fox, who is wearing a turkey or something on her head. It looked very weird, but uh, you know, Alicia Fox is the crazy one. And then uh, it was boss time because Sasha Banks was also there. Uh-huh. Nia Jax, uh, Bailey, and Asuka rounding out Team Raw. So a minute, minute into this match, uh, Becky Lynch, who was the proclaimed leader of Team SmackDown, was eliminated via a schoolgirl from Bailey. So Becky out right away. Uh, Tamina used a Superfly splash to eliminate Bailey, And then you got your first face off between Nia Jax and Tamina, the two powerhouses of uh, each team. So they both, had a nice both little
1: uh, Samoans, right?
0: Yes, there some family ties there, so uh, they had a little face off. Naya super kicked to the floor by Tamina. She was dove on by Naomi, kicked, and then a dive by Tamina. And Naya Jackson ended up getting counted out uh, from that. So they did a lot to get Nia Jax out of the match, which I guess is appropriate considering her being the biggest threat in the match. So Nia Jax ended up being counted out to eliminate her. Uh, there was n- a
1: we- Nice job navigating that, Mike. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, so there is kind of a botched finish here where Naomi Sunset flip Alicia Fox, and it looked like there was going to be a transition into, into a submission but it didn't happen in time and the ref counted 3 so uh, Alicia Fox was just eliminated there so they didn't really harp on that for too long and Alicia Fox was out so right from there Sasha Banks hopped in and tapped out Naomi with the bank statement so we are down to Carmella
1: I think that was the exact moment I uh, I came in on it
0: Okay you saw Sasha tapping out Naomi Yes and so we're at three to three on two now. And Kamala comes in, slaps Asuka. Asuka, of course, then kicks her straight in the face and eliminates her. Now we are two on two. Sasha then taps out to the sharpshooter from Natalia. And Tamina. Was a,
1: that was a deep-sitting sharpshooter as well.
0: Yes. And like Sasha. Sasha was
1: like bent in half.
0: And uh, she lasted for a little while on the sharpshooter, but uh, couldn't. Couldn't get out of it, so she had no choice but to tap out. And they show Tamita does a body slam at one point, and they show a replay of it, which is a little strange to me. I guess uh, her body slams look a little awkward. So a body slam where you land kind of awkwardly, I guess, is worthy of a replay. Double so, yes, yeah, a double feature. So, uh, Tamina ends up tapping out to a Asuka armbar, leaving Asuka versus Natalia, and Natalia is in the Asuka lock for mere moments before tapping out, making Asuka the sole survivor of the women's five-on-five Survivor Series match. Uh, you came in in the middle of this, but how'd you feel about the latter portions of this women's Survivor Series match?
1: Well, I mean, it was clear this match was designed, you know, as a showcase for Asuka. At least, in my opinion, that's what it—that's uh, what it seemed. But yeah, I mean, I thought the action was fine. It didn't blow me away or anything, but uh, it was good from what I saw.
0: Yes, uh, they did. Uh, they did a number of times talk about Asuka's undefeated streak. So if she had lost or got pinned in this Survivor Series match, I guess that would be that would spell the end of that. Unbeaten streaks. So, I guess they had no choice but to end up putting her over in the end. And it's good she's over. She's got the most presence, possibly out of her entire team. I know, you know, Sasha's very good at her character as well. But Asuka, I think, just has an air about her, especially the fact that they've kept her so strong that the crowd's behind her and she does very well for herself in projecting this aura. I would say. All right, Kingpin. Moving on to the U.S. champion versus the Intercontinental champion, Baron Corbin versus The Miz. The Miz has the Miz tourage by his side, which is a terrible name. Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel in the corner, and the... Referee, I have failed to mention referees so far. This was the artist formerly known as Rudy Charles. So Dan Engler is your referee for this matchup. And early on, we see Maurice sitting at ringside. And of course, she is pregnant and not accompanying Miz to the ring anymore. So she was there watching. And of course, Baron Corbin decides to give her a hard time. Uh, nothing physical, of course, between them, but just a little bit of back and forth there. So Corbin is, ends, ends up being cut off by Bo Dallas, who clips his knee as Corbin was headed back into the ring. So.
1: Yeah, I, I thought this was a tough spot for these guys. A double heel match. Um. I mean, I guess Miz was more of the babyface because he kept like defending the honor of his wife. But I thought, I thought a, I thought a tough spot for these guys to be in.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did the cut off on Corbin. I, I thought Corbin was the babyface. So who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, there's it's really a muddy waters there with this a match like this. You know, they're they're kind of. Put it into this champion versus champion thing. They guess they could have put the belt on Sin Cara on Tuesday, but that didn't happen. So Barry Corbin versus The Miz. It was a match, as they say on uh, the Wrestling Observer website. Uh, they they're working the knee from there after the clip knee earlier on, working the knee of Baron Corbin. Uh, near the finish, Corbin takes out Curtis Axel. Ends up giving Bo Dallas the end of days, and Miz gets the end of days from Corbin to give Baron Corbin the victory. And so that means SmackDown gets their first win, and the announced team, of course, sniping back and forth, talking about "Ha oh, ha, we got the win! You got the win!" It's a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> so yeah, fun. Yes, yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, did you see this segment with Bailey helping a dude pick an engagement ring?
1: Uh, yes, I did.
0: Just aw- all kinds of awkward, all kinds of awkward. Oh, uh, uh,
1: that poor sucker.
0: <laughs> 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 he gets down on one knee and says, "Will you be the champion of my heart?"
1: There's no way this was a real couple, right? Like, no, there's no way. Right?
0: <laughs> I just want to know, like, which writer wrote his little speech. For the engagement <laughs> gimmick.
1: Oh God! I'd like to know what man in his right mind is wearing a John Cena sweatshirt <laughs> to, when proposing to the woman he loves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, my goodness. We'll see if this one makes it to the altar. We'll see. (laughs) We'll check back then on them later on, hopefully. Uh, All right. From there, the battle of the tag team champs Raw tag team champions Cesaro and Sheamus versus SmackDown tag team champions the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Ref Bennett taking the reins of this matchup. So I guess the Usos are essentially playing baby faces here, but I think they're. Heels at this point, right? Yeah,
1: another yeah, another double heel match. It's
0: a little. I mean, Usos basically, essentially, were. It's getting the crowd behind them as baby faces. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they
1: they shuffled. They obviously shuffled this this card a bit to. Because uh, originally Roman was part of the Raw team, and I'm I'm guessing um, they reshuffled the card and switched uh, t- championships around uh, to to be able to do. The S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion here is what, what I'm thinking, Mike.
0: Right, because they couldn't do it last month with Roman right. with the bacterial infection, if you will. <laughs> if you or the will. viral infection, I should say. Bacterially would be a much worse scenario.
1: <laughs> if you will.
0: If you, if you will. <laughs> All right, so Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Did you see that backdrop that Cesaro took into the top turnbuckle, essentially?
1: Um I I I don't know if I looked must have looked down at that or something. I don't I don't remember this, Mike.
0: Well, his legs like clipped the top turnbuckle as as he was uh back dropped over one of the Usos' backs and Goodness. uh good spots, good spots. Uh so Sheamus just uh fires one of the Usos into the barricade and the other Uso is on the top rope. Uh and gets distracted by this and gets uppercutted by Cesaro and Cesaro hits this, the big swing into the sharpshooter. Jay Uso is in that for a while really. And, and Cesaro much like, um, much like Natalia earlier, just basically sitting on his back and it looks very painful, but Uso does manage to get to the ropes. Unlike Sasha Banks earlier on and they do a double team. White noise does the team known as the bar. And that is broken up by the other Uso, Jimmy, so let me see if I can get this out here, Kingpin. Cesaro has one Uso in a powerbomb position, right? And yes. approaches the top rope where Seamus is perched. Uh, the Uso starts fighting back, and he starts hitting Seamus, who's on the top rope. Uh, gets, he ends up getting pulling Seamus off the top rope onto his back, back. (laughs) essentially, and he is still on Cesaro's shoulders, and of course, Cesaro kind of can't really see what's going on at this point, so the Usos falls back into a Samoan drop with, uh, you know, basically off of Cesaro's shoulders, so there's a kick out there, but uh, there's a bunch of double-team fun with the Usos uh, just moments later.
1: You talking about the Usos sounds very reminiscent of a certain wrestling coach we know talking about a certain brother tag team from Chaotic Wrestling. Why don't you call that- him Mr. Uso number one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tough to tell them apart there, Kingpin. Tough to tell them apart. <laughs> uh, so the Usos hit a super fly splash finally. Uh, I'll I'll just say Jimmy, okay? Jimmy Uso hits the Super Five Splash on Sheamus to get the win for the Usos, and so that I guess evens things up with Raw and SmackDown. The Usos get the win over the Bar. Big uh, comeback! Big comeback. So we hear from Jason Jordan uh, moments uh, later backstage, and he says he's healed from this past Monday and he's ready to go for his team. But he hopes Triple H is eliminated first, that big meanie.
1: <laughs> I'm, so I'm, that, I'm sure that'll come to fruition for him.
0: I'm not sure. That's the first and last we see of Jason Jordan on this night. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay. We're on to the battle of the women's champs. Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. Your referee is your favorite, Rod Zapata Spider. And... From there, Cole points out, uh, as we start this thing, Cole points out that if SmackDown wins this match, then Raw will have to win the next two straight to win this thing. To win what, Brian?
1: (laughs) What are they competing for? What do do they win? Bragging rights.
0: No, that's a pay-per-view that uh, is no longer (laughs) in existence, Brian. Uh, There's not even a trophy for this thing. (laughs) I
1: I don't don't know, buddy.
0: What are we doing? We're crying out loud. All right. So it is Charlotte versus bliss bliss working on the ribs of Charlotte for most of this matchup. And at one point, Charlotte goes face first into the middle turnbuckle. And Sasha did this earlier. Just, they both take these amazing looking face first, uh, runs into the turnbuckle and just these quick snap bumps that look absolutely devastating, uh, I'm not sure that they're not absolutely devastating, but they look great, right?
1: <laughs> yes, they very well may be. It's completely devastating.
0: They look fantastic. Uh, so Charlotte misses a moonsault at one point. Uh, Bliss also kicks out of the natural selection. Charlotte ends up getting her foot on the ropes for the big DDT from Alexa. And near the end, Alexa Bliss goes for the twisted Bliss, but Charlotte gets the knees up, and then Charlotte puts her in the figure eight for the tap out, Charlotte Flair, representing SmackDown, wins the match. And so that puts SmackDown up, does it not?
1: It does. I thought this was a very good match, Mike. I thought it was a really, really good match.
0: Yeah. It's a very, so this is the best so far, you think, out of what we've seen?
1: So far, yeah.
0: Okay. So let's move on to the men's Battle of the Champs as WWF champion AJ Styles takes on universal champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, of course, at ringside. referee Charles Robinson and earlier in the show, I didn't mention this, but Jinder Mahal interrupted AJ Styles interview to kind of smile at him. And there is actually an inset promo from Jinder Mahal here as the match begins. He's rooting for AJ to win but for Brock to beat the holy hell out of him in the process. So that's what we see from Jinder Mahal, and spoiler alert, that is the last we see of the modern-day Maharaja. Maharaja. Uh, Yes, indeed. So, of course, they're saying this is a must-win for Brock and Raw, because if they lose this, then SmackDown wins the bragging rights, right?
1: (laughs) I guess... You're very upset about this, is it? It bothers you uh, very deeply, clearly. It's
0: it's Salty Crockett tonight. Salty Crockett. (laughs) Uh, So pretty much a dominant performance from the bell by Brock Lesnar, tossing him around as uh, Brock Lesnar tends to do until AJ finally goes after the legs of Mr. Lesnar and takes him down, the DDT in there somewhere. A couple of... Bowling shoe ugly things, like a Tornado DDT that kind of went a little wrong. Uh, a move that ended up with Brock going to the floor that looked a little wonky. But overall, this was a really hard-hitting, fantastic match. Uh, Styles hits a Lion Salt and a 450 splash late in the match for a two-count. Brock is in the Calf Crusher for quite a while and... And how he gets out of the calf crusher was quite amazing. (laughs) Can you describe
1: this? (laughs) He just wrapped his arm around his head and bounced it off the mat like six times. It was violent.
0: (laughs) Yes. Corey Graves said dribbling his head like a basketball, which is very accurate. A good way to put it. Uh, So AJ hit the phenomenal forearm, springboard off the ropes, goes for the second time. And of course, AJ Styles went to the well once too often. He was caught by the Beast in an F5 for the win. Brock Lesnar, the universal champion, gets the Duke over AJ Styles to uh, even up Raw once again with SmackDown leading in to our main event. That match match
1: was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it it uh, took it took over from the women's matches your favorite of the night so far.
1: Oh, yeah, by a mile. This was I mean this 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 might be one of the match my favorite matches of 2017, I think. This match oh, I, really? was great. This match was everything it needed to be uh for both guys, I think. This is the type of match that not that AJ Styles needs to be made at this point, but I uh, I mean he, I mean, he they, they made him an extremely legitimate threat to, to Brock Lesnar during the course of this match, while still obviously establishing Brock Lesnar's uh, dominance. I thought it was so well put together. A couple little hiccups during it, but no, nothing major. I mean, aw- awesome match. Uh, fantastic. It should have been... This is what I think Brock versus like Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania a couple years ago should have been, uh, something along these lines.
0: Yeah, and I think they definitely made the right move here to uh, give AJ Styles a championship and putting him in the match rather than if you saw Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar here. I, I mean, you're not. I mean, I think goes without saying you're not getting the same quality of matchup.
1: No, and I I, I hope they don't. I, I I hope after this match, if their plans are to give it back to Jinder, I hope they don't. I hope they leave it on AJ Styles and um, God, he's so good. <laughs>
0: And I hope we get our AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura match at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship.
1: Ooh, perhaps, Mike. Perhaps.
0: And you said if it's a championship match, right, you said that I would win the bet, correct? Correct. And the bet was, of course, I made this bet when we first started the podcast, Episode 2. I said Shinsuke Nakamura in two years will main event WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is coming up next March. So we'll see if that comes to pass.
1: And, uh, and, uh, Uh, And unlike the bet with the For the Pops fellas... This is a, legi- a legitimate bet.
0: <laughs> so when is that uh, Longhorn Steakhouse outing?
1: Um, well, whenever Longhorn sends us uh, uh, enough gift cards to cover the entire cost of the meal.
0: All right. We'll have to get on that, I guess, because uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, all right. Main event time. The men's 5-on-5 elimination match. Team Raw, which is Kurt Angle, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Triple H versus Team SmackDown of Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Who, Shin? And- <laughs> 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 yes, yes, Shin. Michael Cole made sure to get that out numerous times. <laughs> I guess he's a very close longtime personal friend.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, of
0: course, John Cena rounding out Team SmackDown uh, for this matchup. Mike Yoda. Getting the call in the main event here this evening, and yeah, but Nakamura. Speaking of Nakamura, the crowd really behind him. There is uh, the there is still a lot of hope for uh, the bet.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you, I think you might be in position, Mike.
0: I'm for, feeling uh, good about it. Here, and uh, early on in this matchup, a lot of oh, good exchanges. Do we
1: want to talk about? Oh, we we, we got to talk about the the what we talked about on Twitter, Mike, with your okay. going for your narrative of bashing Triple H because he didn't wear a raw t-shirt down to the ring like the rest of the team. It was just a red t-shirt with his logo on it. But no tweet about John Cena wearing his t-shirt, which wasn't even blue, down to the ring. Is it Now, now why is that, Mike? Is that because it didn't quite fit into the narrative you were going for, to have bashing Triple H? Uh, wh- why is that? Offer a little clarity on that situation.
0: Well, John Cena's a free agent,
1: so is Triple H He's the COO.
0: Well, I I said this on Twitter that Triple H, we all know he hates Smackdown. The entire McMahon family hates Smackdown.
1: He's still a free agent though, Mike. It just doesn't it doesn't work for you, buddy. You, you were going you're going for something here. It didn't work. Your your narrative was, was destroyed when John Cena came out with his own t-shirt.
0: Well, Triple H, I I, I wasn't putting him down. I said at least it's his red t-shirt.
1: Oh, you were going for the you know, uh, you know, the 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 Mike Mills bash Triple H baloney. Uh, I know where you were going with it, Mike.
0: Yes, booking the territory is poisoning my mind. It certainly is <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get on to the matchup did, here, I Brian. I didn't see
1: Mills being all salty. Uh, on uh, on twitter during and after this match <laughs>
0: you salt about everything modern day wrestling <laughs> my goodness you he might have to skip this week i guess we'll we'll talk to you next week mike mills uh <laughs> so starting this matchup a lot of good exchanges here a lot of uh teasing of future dream matchups which uh was really a cool thing you saw balor and nakamura who of course have wrestled in nxt you saw them in there together you saw nakamura and triple h face off you saw bobby Roode and triple h get a little face time together it really yeah, I
1: a little, the nods to nxt with that with with triple h obviously being the you know the uh the the, the lead dog in, in uh nxt and uh those guys all coming through nxt and him being a big part of them coming into the company i thought that was Uh, I thought that was nice nods to that. Good storytelling.
0: Yes. And, of course, the story is Braun is a monster and kills everybody. So we, that narrative uh, carried throughout this matchup as Braun eliminated the first two people. Nakamura was first out. Uh, Bobby Roode was second out. And whoever so, runs
1: the Rundown Wrestling Twitter was losing their mind over this because apparently Bobby Roode and Nakamura are the only two guys in this match that anybody cared about.
0: Well, I, I did say from the top, Nakamura got a huge reaction coming out. So him eliminated first. Did... Take the wind out of the fan sails for a moment.
1: It, it, as it was, oh, you mean the the exact intent of that?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, maybe you, you mean
1: they got the reaction they were going for. Weird.
0: <laughs> oh, Brian. Okay, so Brian, uh, as I mentioned, eliminated when, when the first. When
1: did you become one of these guys? By the way. I feel like more and more you're becoming you're becoming one of the one of these guys. Why why don't you apply for a writing job with WWE, Mike, and and book it better than the guys there are doing it?
0: I uh, Brian, I'm just uh, it's been a long weekend. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) All right, so. Braun, of course, running roughshod over this match, and they find a way to eliminate Braun, at least temporarily, from the equation by suplexing him. And actually, Bobby Roode and Nakamura came back to assist with this suplex. All five members of the Team SmackDown helping to suplex Braun Strowman into the announce table. I believe it's the German announce table. And so Braun, taken out of the match, at least temporarily, by putting... By being put through the table, and Shane McMahon actually uh, gets on the top rope looking to hit that spaghetti arm elbow to really put the nail in Bronze Coffin. But Samoa Joe comes in for the save and suplexes Shane McMahon right off the top rope into the ring. There. Yes, a little bit. It took them a little while to get their feet set, but in the end, it turned out okay. Uh, throughout this match, Descension. On Team Raw, a number of times is shown between Angle and Triple H and Finn and Samoa Joe, a lot of dissension, and that will come to a head as we head into the end of the matchup here uh speaking of samoa joe he is eliminated via two attitude adjustments from john cena and of course cena and samoa joe go way back to their very beginnings in uh california so that was kind of cool that they finally got to hook up in the ring together after starting out with rick bassman in california
1: yeah i did see uh, again somebody i don't know who it was on twitter talking about the uh the (laughs) burying the future of the company by was that me? I, I, I don't know. It, was, it
0: might have been. No. No, I'm just
1: kidding. 37-year-old Shinsuke Nakamura, 40-year-old Bobby Roode, and 38-year-old Samoa Joe burying the future of the company.
0: Yes, I did retweet somebody who said the youngest person this match was Braun Strowman at the age of thirty four, which I'm not sure if that's completely accurate, but it sounds right. Uh, just, uh, so guys, that's, yeah,
1: just because somebody's new to WWE doesn't mean that the future of the company. These these guys are gonna be around as long as Cena and, and Orton and all these guys are they're all the same damn age. Stop well, the nonsense. Jesus Christ.
0: Shinsuke is the future of the company, so
1: is he now, Mike? Is he?
0: Yep, we'll see at WrestleMania kid.
1: He better be the present of the company, cause cause he, if he's the if he's the future of the company, this company's in trouble because that <laughs> means they will have developed no young stars.
0: All right. Well uh
1: Is that not n- a fair a- statement?
0: <sighs> oh, Brian. Is it not you, a fair
1: statement? You if don't you think they're doing years well right from now, now? Nakamura is still on top and there's nobody else coming behind him who's who's young and leading the company I mean all, 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 these, all the new the, the funny thing is that Nakamura, Finn Balor Samoa Cho, AJ Styles they're all new to WWE they, they're all new to the top of the WWE card they're not young men they are not going to be there 10 years from now
0: so that's why this thing was built around Braun correct?
1: well he's 34 he's probably not going to be there 10 years from now either
0: well, uh, I mean, if we're talking about young people when it comes to the main event picture, you're gonna be looking for a long time. I mean, uh, this is evident by the just the fact that we're talking about this matchup. The youngest person in it is 34. That's it's a problem that the there's not younger stars that are higher up on the card. I think.
1: I mean, how old is Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins?
0: Uh, well, they're in their early 30s, I think.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean I mean you got those guys, but I mean it's just these stop giving me the future of the company bullshit with guys who are in their late 30s. It, 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 the, their future better be right now or or it's not happening.
0: All right, I'll give you that, Brian. Thank Can you. Can we go on to the match now?
1: Sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be interesting and compelling for this podcast. <laughs>
0: Right. i'll try to this. tone
1: down the entertainment value <laughs> of the podcast and we can go back to you uh giving a blow-by-blow description of each match
0: so i good? appreciate it i appreciate All right. it <laughs> so john cena is eliminated via an angle slam uh then a finn Balor coup de grace behind the ref's back and then a second angle slam so that gets rid of john cena of course john cena and was uh his first match was against Kurt Angle on TV, so that's a good, uh, a cool little thing um, to have John Cena be eliminated Boy, by Kurt, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle
1: looked bad.
0: Good Kurt God. Angle looked what? Bad. <laughs> he, he does look like he's huffing and puffing out there.
1: It just like he mo- he's moving weird. I don't know what, what that tape job was on his hands. <laughs> it was like star-spangled mittens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> star spangled bins that's sounds like the the title of this podcast star spangled bins
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i i don't know how this guy got cleared i mean i i guess he's healthy but he's not just the Kurt angle of old
1: just because you're healthy doesn't mean you should be wrestling he, he does i mean he looks i i i want to say a step slow but that that might be a a bit too generous
0: yeah it's it's i i think hopefully they'll get the one wrestlemania match out of them and that'll be it but i mean it's clear where it's heading
1: but i mean yeah yeah especially
0: with the finish of this match coming up we're going to get into um so finn balor i just mentioned he Goes nuts. He dropkicks Shane McMahon into the barricade. He's run all over the place.
1: Ta- taunts his family. <laughs> yes. Hits Randy
0: Orton with a bunch of stuff to set up for the coup de gras. Goes for it. Misses it. Turns around. Into an RKO. So Finn Balor is pinned and eliminated from the match. More young so- talent
1: being buried. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Is Finn Balor older than Randy Orton?
0: that i don't i do i do not believe so they're they're
1: probably pretty close in age
0: (laughs) probably probably finn Balor spent a lot of time over in japan we knew him when he was a young whippersnapper right when he came over here to new england from from ireland
1: oh mike the first time i laid eyes on him i knew i just knew (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> me too, Kingpin. Me too. Uh, so it looks like it's two on two at this point, but Braun has disappeared. We know he's still legal, so spoiler alert, he comes back. So it looks like it's Triple H and Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon and Randy Orton at this point. And Shane is on the apron. But Owen, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn come down to ringside, pull Shane off the apron, beat him up. Shane actually comes back because he's Shane McMahon <laughs> and uh, chases them out with the chair. So, thwarted. Too bad.
1: Uh, yeah, I couldn't figure out f- the point of this, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> two on one, because he's a McMahon, right? He's oh, got fruits. so okay right soon after this braun Strowman is back he power slams randy orton to take him out leaving shane mcmahon all alone against triple h kurt angle and batista and shane and braun are about to face batista and braun i should say excuse me (laughs) my goodness uh my god all right shane mcmahon and braun are about to face off but triple h ends up tagging himself in and it's Brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, nose-to-nose. But before anything can happen, Angle tags himself in, and Triple H must leave the ring. So they're ready to go at it, Angle and Shay McMahon. And Shay looks in a bad way, and you see Triple H on the apron, kind of contemplative, and he has a change of heart. He comes in the ring. He pedigrees his own partner, Kurt Angle, Throws Shane McMahon on top for the three count. So, Angle is out. Shane McMahon is credited with the elimination.
1: It's a swerve.
0: Yes, yeah, swerve, bro. Triple H and Shane McMahon on the same page. Yes, they're on the same page. No, they're not on the same page. Triple H oh, pedigrees swerve. Shane McMahon. <laughs> pedigrees him. And wins the match for Team Raw. Do you think for one second... That the B show was going to beat the A show.
1: (laughs) Silly, silly. they put that B show right in their place.
0: (laughs) Sure did. So Triple H, Braun Strowman are your survivors. A bewildered Braun Strowman uh, watches as Triple H gloats about winning the match, going all over the place, just uh, taunting the fans about what he did all on his own. So he turns around and Braun... Goozles, goozles him, grabs him right around the neck, says, if you ever try to cross me again, you will never play this game again.
1: And this, I, I, thought him, this was, I actually thought this was a, a great a great moment uh, showing Triple H, because Triple H doesn't really show a lot of vulnerability. Um, so to show him vulnerable and, and actually intimidated by Braun Strowman, I think, was uh, an important moment for the Braun Strowman character, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Triple H has a soft spot for any of these NXT guys, and it seems like he's a little more willing to uh, show ass when it comes to an NXT guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, boy, it's starting to feel more and more like like maybe we're not going to get uh, Roman Reigns and and Brock Lesnar again at WrestleMania, that we might get uh, another chapter of Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Uh, That's... I mean, did you hear the ovation for for Strowman at, at the end there where he when he hit Triple H with the power slam?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was uh over like Rover, as uh Conrad Thompson would say. Yes. And yes, as you mentioned, he hit the power slam not once but twice on Triple H as Triple H attempted to attack Braun from behind and put him in the pedigree, but that was uh that was a no go there. Two power slams. Braun ends up on top as the show closes. Raw is dominant. SmackDown, yes, still the B-Show. Still nothing compared to Raw. And that is the Survivor Series. And Kingpin, was this match, this five-on-five, five, enough to top the champion versus champion match, Brock and AJ? Or do you still think Brock and AJ was your match of the night?
1: Oh, by, by, a, by a long shot. This match was all over the place, I thought. Uh, weirdly constructed. oh um, all- I, th- I thought this match was a bit of a mess, <laughs> like, and that wasn't it, that like, it in nicely.
0: It seemed like it was more about moments than really having a good matchup.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the flow of it was weird, and yeah, I, I I agree with that with that statement.
0: Just setting up the future. It seems like in a number of places. Well, the future of the
1: company was in this match and buried. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. uh, So that's what we think. What do you think out there? We want your feedback every week. We do something called Merv Griffin Time that is a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So be sure to tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on Survivor Series 2017. Use that hashtag WPAN. We'll mention you and your tweets later this week because every Thursday it's an all new, all different episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on BDA Radio. Now go and Vote and not this week, but in the future. Go and vote at the WPAN on Twitter Monday nights to decide what we discuss on the show. And you never know what else will come up, so be sure to seek it out each and every week. Plus, download past episodes of this very podcast as they come off the NAI Wrestling Network feed. They get added to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. Find it anywhere you get your podcasts or at BDARadio.com. But that's the other show. The way you can interact with us right here on Twitter, on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, I should say, is through our voicemail line. So we want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. We really appreciate your contributions to the podcast. Make sure you call right now. Get on and on the action. Become a part of the WPAN, 401-584-9726. All right, Kingpin, it's Thanksgiving, just about. It's time for us to give thanks to you, the listeners. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Brock Defeats AJ? Well, that's BDAJ or B-Dodge, but just go with the kingpin. Uh, yes, the champions clashed a month before the Clash of the Champions pay-per-view, mind you. And to, the, and to the surprise of few, Mr. Brock Lesnar came out on top. But you know who else is on top? BDA Radio, the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike Crockett, and I represent the reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated combat sports beast, BDARadio.com.
1: Wow. Thank you, Michael.
0: You're very, very welcome. All right. Thanksgiving is this week. And we have been a lot to be thankful for, of course. Our families, our well-being, our good looks, right? Sure. But we're really here to thank the listeners of the podcast. And over the past few months, well, you guys out there have endured some experimental broadcasting with Gargolyrics <laughs> and mocket Crockett. Yes though there have been a ton of praise for both. I'll have, you know, Brian
1: who praised gargle lyrics.
0: (laughs) This is my narrative, Brian. I'm sticking with it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't all been roses. It hasn't all been roses. And I, I will admit that. So Brian, it's time to give the people what they want as thanks for your support out there as a special treat. This Thanksgiving It's time to bring back something we haven't done in almost six months. Can you believe it? Something that we were known for until we burned it out by trying to do it weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Something that was almost destroyed by two simple words, Brian. Peekaboo penis. (laughs) Yes, Brian, as you know, and I have no problem admitting this, I love the dirt sheets. That's what some people call the insider wrestling newsletters and news sites. It's what I do. Gotta check the dirt sheets. Love a good sheet. I've been knee deep in this stuff since the day I found out they existed. You? Not so much. So, Brian, with that in mind, I present to you once again, for the first time in six months, the WPANs most celebrated segment. We know it as America's Game. You missed this, Brian? We're doing the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. All right.
1: There it is.
0: Well, Brian, you have competed in the Dirt Sheet Shuffle some 14 times. And Brian... You are currently six and eight. Well below five hundred. Well, how are you feeling? Like?
1: Well below. That's a bit of an exaggeration.
0: Well, you're below five hundred, let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, how many of those you did you cook the books on?
0: Well, Brian, you've had a six-month layoff. How do you feel? Have I taken you off your game enough? <laughs> uh, i stolen your momentum away, so this yeah, one will be completely... The dirt <laughs> <laughs> you'll be completely bewildered and befuddled. You'll look like Braun Strowman at the end of Survivor Series after this one, I think.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right, Brian, here's how we do it. These are three news stories from the Pro Wrestling News sites. That's news with a Z. From around the internet, which one of these stories did not actually get reported? Of course, doesn't matter if it's true. It's just which one did not get reported by one of these news sites. So, Kingpin, can you separate the news from the ruse? I guess we'll find out. So, everyone out there listening, play at home with the Kingpin. See how you do. You're bound to do better than he's done in this thing. So, let's get right into it, Kingpin. Story number one. Nikki Bella's run on Dancing with the Stars may be over, but her partner on the show, Artem Chigvinstev? may not be <laughs> exactly may not be done waltzing around with wrestling stars with wedding bells in the near future nikki's fiance john cena said he's hoping to enlist ac to help him with the first dance on the big day so i guess if all goes well both the reception and the wedding night will be five knuckle shuffle free
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> that
0: is story number one. Your thoughts thus far?
1: That sound, sounds plausible, but, uh, you know, maybe that's what you're going for.
0: Okay, here we go with story number two. Son of a switch. The quote-unquote son of Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan, was a late scratch from the Survivor Series that, with Triple H replacing him, of course, in the 5-on-5 five and five, five and five elimination match. But that's not all. He has also been pulled from the upcoming India tour to be replaced by, you guessed it, Triple H. You'd think being the fake boss's fake son would have some perks, but the real boss's fake son proved himself, proved himself the real American Alpha in this case. Well,
1: yeah, they want to sell tickets, so, uh, you know, I could see that. Makes that, a lot of sense.
0: That is story number two, so, uh, okay. Okay. Your uh,
1: no, oh, I'm probably with you there. That, that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: All right, so let's get on to story number three, Brian. Here's one that is sure to break your heart: Kingpin, Hogan, and Beefcake have officially broken up. Now, this is out there. This is, this is not part of it. This is, this is true. I will say right now, this is true. You've heard it or seen it on Twitter that Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan are no longer on friendly terms. But here's the new part, Brian. Beefcake took things to the next level in a recent interview, proclaiming that he doesn't have pythons. Brutus Beefcake has an anaconda.
1: and anacondas
0: eat pythons so Brunei apparently unaware that Hulk Hogan has an anaconda as well just look at the home
1: movies
0: (laughs) and that is story number three Brian before we get your thoughts before we get your pick for the fake story I'll run down the three stories one more time story number one Nikki Bella is done with Dancing with the Stars but John Cena looks to be enlisting the services of her dance partner for the first dance at the upcoming Cena-Bella wedding. Story number two, Jason Jordan out of the Survivor Series, now out of the Indian tour, replaced in both by Triple H. And story number three, Hogan Beefcake, our beefin', and Beefcake says he has an anaconda, and anacondas eat pythons. But of course, Hogan has the anaconda as well. that is story number three brian we do what we always do here it's been a long time but you remember we talk this through out loud for the people and you work out for yourself what is your pick for the fake news stories what are you thinking
1: um boy well i i think i'm gonna eliminate a right away I, i think i think a is i think a is true um so it leaves us B and C. So B makes a lot of sense to me, but maybe maybe you made up something completely plausible for me to uh go against here. And uh boy, but Prudus Beefcake talking about his anaconda, <laughs> anaconda. Sure sounds like sounds like something uh, logical too, <laughs> sadly. Uh Mike. Uh, yep. For the sake of our, for sake of my throat, and the sake of our listening audience, as my voice deteriorates, I'm going to make a pick. All right, I'm going to say B is the fake story, even though it's against my instinct here. I, I'm going to say B is the fake story. You 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 made that you made that up to try to fool me because it sounded like like a real story. B, lock it in.
0: All right. Well, B is not one of the stories. But how about story two? Is that what you're saying?
1: Whatever. Okay. Two B, same thing.
0: All right. So you say that Jason Jordan, out of the Survivor Series, he is not out of the upcoming India tour. And uh, that is your pick. Story number two. Correct. All right. You are currently six and eight. Can you climb to seven and eight, or will you be at six and nine? We are about to find out. Brian Malonis. mm <clears throat> Kingpin, you are correct. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm on to you, Mike. This is why this game went away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Couldn't trip you up. Thought by taking it away from me for a while, I could break your momentum. But no, you're back, baby. You're back. You climbed to seven and eight. With the 15th version of the turret cheat shuffle.
1: And sure to be the last because now that I'm on to you, you will never bring this thing back. It went away for six months this time. It's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see in the future. Uh, All right. So, And you know the rules, Brian. The fact that you won means that I do not get to close it out the best way I know how. I will simply say, on this day, you were the better man.
1: It's staying every day, Michael.
0: Oh, Brian. All right, Brian. It is promo about nothing time. The year? 1996. And for the first time in the history of the promo about nothing, we are going south of the border to Lucha Libre, and this is from an organization called the WWO, the World Wrestling Organization, from the year 1996. Now, I've kind of avoided this one for a long time because it came to prominence on another podcast, but it's just so good. I really want to share it with you, especially and the people listening. I just can't avoid anymore. I just really, I I love this promo. You have to hear it. So with (laughs) thanks and apologies to Brian Last and the 605 Super Podcast, this is Anticristo, this week's promo about nothing. Muy bien, y ahora aquí estamos otra vez en el terreno prohibido con el anticristo. Primera vez que
1: viene aquí a México a luchar. Así que ahorita le vamos a preguntar exactamente cómo es que se siente. I welcome you to the state, sir, and I'd like to know how do you feel for the Mexican public to wrestle tonight. Okay, you know, I'm just wanna tell you one thing. The thing is, I'm the Antichrist, and I want other people to have respect at me because I'm the Antichrist. And I don't know who's gonna wrestle against me, because I'm the best. And I want to show the people that Antichrist is number one, and that's it. I don't have nothing more to say because the Antichrist is number one. Bueno, pues aquí el señor Anticristo me acaba de informar que él ni siquiera sabe con quién se va a pelear esta noche. Pero él está muy seguro que el que venga pobre de él porque él lo va a desintegrar totalmente. Señor, le deseamos muchísimo éxito. We wish you very much luck, sir. Yeah. Thanks. Let me tell you one more thing. Let me tell you one more thing. And this world, world, the number one, the number one, and the best, is the antichrist. But not God, not God, because the antichrist—it's me. Muy
0: bien. señor. Nadie lo puede superar, nadie lo puede aquí vamos a ver siguiente pelea. I thought he had nothing more to say, Brian.
1: <laughs> well, he, he had to get his catchphrase in there.
0: <laughs> he certainly did. It seems like the announcer is is wrapping up, and I mean, obviously, Antichrist is wearing this mask that really doesn't look like it has anything to do with being the Antichrist. But he's you, you can actually see him thinking, "Well, that, that didn't really go over too well. Maybe it was a little too <laughs> casual." talking about, hey, I'm the Antichrist. You know, I'm number one. So, so he's like, the mind is working. He's like, I I can't end this promo like this. I need to really hit them with it. So, so he does the, it's me. The best part of that, though, is I don't know if you caught it because the announcer pulls the microphone away, but let me play this one more time and see if you can hear, right after he says the it's me, what... Antichristo says, "It's me. We you. Thank you. It's, Thank you. you. <laughs> it's very polite, the Antichrist. Well,
1: of course, you know he's he's the Antichrist. He's he's not he's not impolite, Michael. <laughs> no,
0: and he is number one, so." It's amazing. <laughs> so, what about this outfit? What about this this getup he has on? He's just head to toe in yellow, completely covered. Uh, when you think the Antichrist, you think maybe like skulls or something. I wouldn't think this.
1: All right? Yeah, like satanic something or other.
0: Or- yeah, red or black or he's bright yellow. <laughs> Looks like the third conquistador. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not not very fitting. I don't. Uh, kind of a mess, I guess. Kind of a mess. But we did get that gem out of it, Mike. We did get that gem of a promo.
0: What about the goat head that he's carrying with you him? You
1: know, I almost thought for a second he was like riding it type thing, like it was like the old like <laughs> you know horse head on a stick that kids ride around.
0: <laughs> like Pepe from WCW with yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> uh and did you happen to see the gentleman in the background there is a a stairwell way in the back of the shot and you see a guy walk down the stairs and be like "Uh oh what's what's going on here and he goes and kind of ducks <laughs> out of the way it. and
1: i'll have to go back and watch it
0: and he ends up going and sitting down so when uh anticristo walks off you see there's a, a guy in the background just kind of sitting in a chair way in the back of the scene so <laughs> yes the Antichrist, just uh, love a good walk-off. Yes, yes, Antichristo, it is him. It's me, and he really he had to do what he had to do. He he wasn't going to let it end on that, on a, such a sour note. So he made sure to get in his catchphrase, yeah, as you said. Uh, So, okay. Uh, You've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Okay, Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and dates.
1: Mike, this Wednesday night... My birthday, Thanksgiving Eve. Wednesday nights. <laughs> it's UFOs Harvest Havoc, a Thanksgiving Eve tradition. I'll be defending the UFO Heavyweight Championship against Bo Douglas. Find UFO wrestling on social media platforms for full card and ticket information. Then on Friday night, Mike, Black Friday, I'll be heading to Brockton, Massachusetts. I'll be taking on Brandon Webb at Top Rope Promotions. Go to brownpapertickets.com and find top pro promotions on social media outlets for ticket and full card information. And because I'm starting to lose my voice, I'll give you one more date from this weekend. 11-26, the Electric Hays in Worcester, Women's Wrestling Revolution, but there are some special Beyond Wrestling Showcase matches, and I'll be a part of it, Mike. Find Women's Wrestling Revolution and Beyond Wrestling Online, beyondwrestlingonline.com for ticket information. It's the, the women's tournament for tomorrow. So, and uh, good luck to uh, my protege, my tag team partner and former, and former guest of this podcast, Davey N, in that tournament.
0: Good luck to her and uh, good luck to the Kingpin as you get out there in the highways and byways. And if you want to book the Kingpin on your show, Brian Malonis at Comcast.net for bookings, or you can also DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. And putting over podcasts, that is the Facebook group where we're all getting together talking about wrestling talk. Pro Podcasters, Podcast Fans, everyone congregating to talk about what we love. That's wrestling and wrestling podcasts. Just go on Facebook, put in the search bar, putting over podcasts, and join us over there. Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills. They do it twice a week. Sundays, the Smoky Mountain Show. Thursdays, the flagship show. MikeMills.Podbean.com or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. How about Our Vantage Point? That is the north equivalent of the south Booking the Territory podcast. We have the northern version of the retro wrestling podcast. Our Vantage Point with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Find them wherever you get your podcasts. Search them out. Ovppodcast.com is their website. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. They have stuff going on all week on that feed. Just look up Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Put that in the search of any podcast app and subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. And of course, we hope you continue to listen to the NAI wrestling network all week long for DC and Doc Talk, Rant with Ant, the Shattered. Glasscast, cast and of course the new age insiders themselves it is all here on the new age insiders wrestling network so subscribe today all right i just want to send out a special thank you to all the fans as we uh, approach the thanksgiving holiday thank you to all the listeners out there and i'm sure kingpin you feel the exact same way
1: yeah it's uh it's been a great year and uh you know we look forward to continuing to grow this thing in the in the in the year to come
0: Yes. Thanks once again to all the listeners out there of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you to the new age insiders. Thank you to the our vantage point guys, the Mike Mills, and the book in the territory, everyone who is put us over. We put you all over. Thank you. Oh, so much for being a part of this whole podcasting journey. And we'll continue the journey this Thursday on Thanksgiving for the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDA radio. That'll be us talking about NXT takeover war games. Just search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or go to find us at BDA radio.com. Then you can join us back here in one week next Monday for the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI wrestling network. Episode 84. Until then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonus. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.